Hello, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Talking Dead. This is episode number 18 for August 16th, 2010. Jason, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. Welcome back to the country. Thanks. I am back in the country. We're back both here in The Talking Dead studio, which is also known as my basement. Which is also bare and concrete-ish. Yeah, nothing down here yet, but soon there'll be a whole fancy studio and a nice TV and a playroom for the kids. It'll be great. It will be. Um... Everyone, let me know if I sound any different today. I'm speaking into my fancy brand new microphone. Everything is everything is different today. Everything is different except for the studio, and uh, actually everything is exactly the same except for that microphone. Okay, you're absolutely right, but I love my <laughs> new mic. Um, I hope it works well, and I look forward to using it well into the future. And now I have to get one. Yeah, you do. It's really nice so far. Uh, so, like I said, this is episode 18 of The Talking Dead. There just seems to constantly be more stuff to talk about, more news. You would think that, you know, as they wind down shooting, which I have something to talk about there, that they would, uh, that maybe news would slow down a little bit, but it really just doesn't seem to be happening. The, the anticipation, like the nerd anticipation for this show online is just massive. And the, the machine is going too, right? Like they're putting out press releases, they're putting out uh, information, uh, they're, you know, they got the ball rolling on this, which is absolutely fantastic. They really do. They're, they don't seem to be letting up either. I mean, AMC is, is posting stuff to their blog all the time. The, uh, FX UK, the blog we talked about last week is posting stuff all the time. Sometimes they repost stuff from AMC, but it's to be on, to be <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. To be expected. That's good. That's a trickle <clears throat> effect. It's getting the information out there. It's all good. Totally. Um, so before we get into the actual list of topics I have for today, Mr. Miles, uh, I just wanted to bring something up that I noticed on the way here, actually. On the way here from where? From Prague? No, uh, on the way here from the movie I saw earlier tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, I, checked, uh, I checked Facebook, and Melissa Cowan, who is the actress who plays um, Bicycle Girl, right. who we've talked about before, yep. she posted some pictures from The Walking Dead rap party. Ooh. So I guess that means filming is done. Wrapped. You know, well, the wrap party doesn't usually happen until they've wrapped. Principal photography probably yes. is finished, right? I'm sure they have some pickup shots to do and they might see something they don't like and maybe go go back and redo it. You never know. But principal photography for six episodes, season one, is complete, uh, I, I assume. Great. I don't have any other information on that other than the, the pictures she posted. She posted lots. Well, wrap party is pretty definitive. <clears throat> Yeah, pretty definitive. I mean, they're seriously in editing and post-production now, I would imagine. That's great. And we are, I would say, about roughly two months from the premiere right now. Yeah, uh, well, depending on when the premiere is, we're about halfway through the month, which uh, the premiere, if it's on October 8th, then that's the beginning. If it's the 24th, it's near the end. So halfway through is uh, splitting the difference. Hence the word roughly. Roughly. Very <laughs> roughly. I'm glad I overanalyzed that. Uh, I'll post a link to Melissa's Facebook page, her fan page, in the show notes for this. So if you guys want to go and check out photographs from the wrap party, uh, you can. Great. It's cool. She's in most of them. A lot of the actors are there. Um, some people I don't recognize, of course. 
and uh, it's it's exciting to hear and exciting to know that they're done. All right, we haven't done a casting update in a few weeks, so why don't we do that? There are a lot of new cast members listed on IMDb. That's pretty much where all of the information comes from now. Um, of course, all the main cast members are are in place, at least the principals for the first six episodes, I believe. So no more official announcements come out, but we do have a bunch more people from IMDb. First of all, we have Adam Minarovich playing Ed. He's listed as in six episodes. That's all of them. That is all of them. Um, Who's Ed? We don't know who Ed is. New character. And because he's in all episodes, it's a little curious. I mean, you could would be think, flashbacky. Could be flashbacky. But are we going to have flashbacks of characters throughout the six episodes? We could. See, we, we mentioned that a few, a few sh- podcasts ago, I think, about are we going to get lost style storytelling here where we have uh we have flashbacks throughout back to pre-zombie outbreak which i think we agreed was an okay idea but we're not that far removed from lost yet and i think people might think they might be a little uneasy with them using that style well i don't know but we don't we don't really know because i mean there's flashbacks in the in the graphic novel too right flashing back to uh shane and uh Lori, Lori's relationship. Uh, there we'll are, flashback but they're, they're few and far between. Really, you know, and that's not a really big flashback either. It's just like, oh, yesterday, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, day, <laughs> day before zombie outbreak, day well, after. not even before zombie outbreak. It's post, their relationship is post zombie outbreak. Oh, of course, yeah, because because Rick is in a coma. So. That's right. Um, all right, so we don't know who Ed is, but he's in all six episodes. Very strange. That is strange. Um, the next one, Madison Linz, according to the IMDb, is in fact playing Sophia, the little girl. Oh, good. She's in five five episodes, and we previously reported that as a rumor. Um, if IMDb is to be believed, she is in fact in the in the show and playing Sophia. Great. Rumor is still a rumor. What? Mostly confirmed. Mostly it, confirmed. It's not a rumor confirmed. It's a rumor, more reliable rumor. <laughs> Slightly more credible. Yeah. Um, we've got Juan Gabriel Perea playing Morales in four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Rothenberg playing Jim in four episodes. Now, I made a special note about him because he's done a lot. He's been in True Blood. He's been in Weeds. He was in Castle. Okay, give me a character in any one of those shows because I watch all of them. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember, but I'll okay. look it up right now. Um, in Castle, he was in a very recent episode. Oh, shoot. That link doesn't work. Check no, him out on... It's, it says it's a link but uh, on the notes that you sent me, but it's not actually a link. So I'm going to paste it into... Oh, that didn't work. No. Look him up. But uh, my point was he's been around a long time, and he's a known actor. Like, he's been on three episodes of True Blood. He's been on multiples of Weeds. He was just on the one of Castle, but Castle's only been around for a couple of years. And uh, so he's he's definitely been around. I think we might have a new a prominent new character on our hands here if his post or past acting credentials are anything to go on. Andrew Rothenberg. Looking him up. All right, very good. While you're doing that, I will mention that we also have L. Stephanie Ray playing a survivor. Don't have any information on episodes for her. We've got Noel Gugliemi or Gugliemi playing Felipe in episode 1.4. We've got Timothy Douglas Perez playing a Vato gang member in episode four. Not sure what that means, really, what the, the Vato or the Vato gang is. We've got Neil Brown Jr. playing Guillermo in episode uh, four. And we have Claire Bronson playing Candace Jenner 
in episode five. So it sounds like there's new characters coming in as we move through these six episodes, which is a little strange, I think. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking up Andrew Rothenberg. <laughs> no problem. To figure out who he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for showing up. Did you look him up? I did. I, uh, I see his picture, but I don't recognize him from any of those shows. He played a DEA agent. Let's see if I can. Uh, anyway, he looks like this. Yeah. Well, I, I, he looks vaguely familiar to me. Yeah, I can't place him in any of those shows, and I watch all of them, so I'm a little surprised. But my point is, he is a, a known actor, definitely, and he's a known, you know, working, well, definitely working, working a lot actor. So he might be a more prominent character than we uh, we think in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's got a lot, a uh, lot in his resume, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, another thing that's interesting, I think, about all these new characters is that the majority of them are in. Um, episode four, which is the one that Robert Kirkman wrote. So I wonder if he went out of his way to add new characters, maybe with the intention of doing something a little bit differently or, or trying to do something new that he didn't do back in the comic book when he was originally, you know, kicking it off. Yeah. I guess uh, in episode four, something's going to happen where they meet up with some people. I guess so. Maybe they get to the farm and there's more people there. There could be. Herschel's farm. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we have a number of zombies, too. We've got Shannon Brinson as Featured Zombie. Oh. We have Brian Stretch as Tank Zombie. And again, these, are, these roles are according to the IMDb. So I, didn't know, know. Uh, I didn't know tanks could become zombies. So I guess if you kill a tank, <laughs> that they'll, they'll come back as a zombie. Um, what's that uh, multiplayer zombie game on the Xbox that you play sometimes? The multi oh uh, Left for Dead Left for Dead isn't there a zombie in that called a tank or or like a like a bigger one something yeah, like uh, that yeah there's something like that they have uh, different kinds of zombies yeah they have uh, yeah a big one that blows up and then they have one with a big tongue mm-hmm. it's really weird that is kind of weird but uh, so tank zombie I'm pretty sure in this case refers to a zombie that is on the tank that right. we that we know about. My second thought when I read that was like, tank zombie, what if there's a really big one that's, you know, harder to kill and faster and giant or something? Wow. I think that would be a bummer. Maybe it's like a big zombie that's, uh, you know, an amalgam of more than one zombie. Somebody, you know, sewed a bunch of zombies together and it's a, they call it a tank zombie. Yeah. I don't think so, and I hope that doesn't happen. Could happen. Yeah, we'll Could see. happen. We've got Aaron Lee Bushko playing a zombie, um, uh, and it says in four episodes. Is that right? I don't know. Well, who knows your, if the your notes right. say four episodes. Well, yeah, thanks. I'm just going off your notes. Scott M. Yaffe or Yaffe in two episodes and Kristen Sanchez as a zombie in three episodes. Now, is it odd that all these zombies appear in multiple episodes or is it simply extras are just being reused? I think once you go to zombie school, you are uh, going to be used as a zombie and just using a zombie once after having trained them through zombie school really seems kind of like a waste i'm sure the makeup's different i'm sure the costumes are different i'm sure the uh the prosthetics are different and the context is different i don't think we'll notice that they're the same person no probably not and when they're in a giant crowd you know who's going to be picking them out of the crowd right right well we will because we're going <laughs> to overanalyze the show well you're right we Go will frame by frame and say oh there she is yeah follow her through a lot of these zombies appear in the pilot and the second episode um which that makes sense absolutely makes sense because those episodes are going to share as far as we know the key scene of 
uh, Rick hiding in the tank before right. he meets Glenn. So we'll probably see them. Uh, they'll probably be the cliffhanger, and we'll see them at the end of the first one, the beginning of the second episode. And then 1.5 could well, be when they go back into the city. Kristen Sanchez playing a zombie in pilot number two and the fifth episode. That could be when they go back in to get guns. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we have we have the same zombies appearing in all those episodes. I'm glad if they do it that way. I'm glad that they're uh, they're maintaining context. Like there's a zombie. She lives there. Every time <laughs> they go there, they're going to see that zombie. True. I mean, zombies. I guess. I mean, they call them roamers in this show, right? But they are two distinct kinds. There's the the roamers or the lurkers and the sedentary ones. What do they call those? Those are the lurkers. Are the they? roamers and the lurkers. The roamers move around. The lurkers sit there and wait for you to trip over them. Yeah. And then they eat you. So if Kristen Sanchez is playing a lurking zombie, she could be there and still be sitting there, not having moved, you know, a week later when they go back into the city. That's true. So that's uh, that's our analysis. If you have any other ideas, why don't you write in and or call in and let us know. Who knows what's actually going to happen. <clears throat> okay, on to some actual news now. Um, contactmusic.com posted a quote from Andrew Lincoln that apparently came from an interview, although I could not find the original source of the interview, so I'm not 100% sure where this comes from. So this is not verified. Well, not verified, no. Not you know, in the internet terms of verification anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but contactmusic.com posted this. Uh, with the headline, Andrew Lincoln Terrified on Set. Mm. Andrew Lincoln, of course, plays our main character, Rick Grimes. And the quote I pulled out of this one is, Darabont even withheld shocking plot twist points, shocking plot twists from the cast so the camera could capture their genuine shock. Lincoln adds, it was heart-stopping. I can promise you the initial reactions on our faces are pure terror. That's awesome. It is awesome. But how do you how do you think that works? How's, how are the mechanics of that? Like... They're acting in the scenes, yet they don't really know what scene they're in other than whatever lines of dialogue they have to, to, to deliver, well, I guess. Well, maybe they've written the dialogue in such a way that the dialogue kind of continues on uh, past where they want it to go. And then during that dialogue, a whole bunch of zombies come out of a door or something like that to cut them off in mid-sentence. And then uh, the, the show goes in that direction. So you think... The writers and, and Frank Darabont have given these actors lines, but not really given them the full context of the scene? Yeah. That's... Well, that would, that would be one possible scenario where they're having a dialogue, they're talking to each other, and then they get overrun by zombies. Or somebody, like there are scenes where they're just in the middle of a conversation and somebody gets grabbed by a zombie by a lurker or they get snuck up upon. Is that a phrase? Can you say that? Snuck up upon and grabbed by a zombie and just shocks them out of, uh, sounds, out of whatever conversation they're in. Sounds a little bit like Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus? Yeah. Snuck up upon? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it was a character from Polka Dot Door. Actually, I think it's Professor Snuck Up Upon. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if anyone needs a new character for the show, <laughs> Professor Snuck Up Upon. Yeah, it's Professor Jonathan Snuck Up Upon. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. That struck me as a little unusual that uh, they would they would be able to use that kind of technique for shooting this 
this show and and have the actors not really know what's about to happen. Or what about uh, there's also another scenario where uh, Rick goes through a door, for example, at the uh, in the opening sequence, not the opening sequence, but at the beginning of the graphic novel, he's in the hospital and he walks up to a door and it says, do not open. And he opens the door and the whole uh, cafeteria of the hospital is filled with zombies. What if something like that, where they didn't tell uh, tell him what was going to be beyond those doors? Like the, the script says, open the doors, but they don't say what's going to be beyond them. So he he knows what he's supposed to do, and he probably has a good idea that there's something dangerous in there, but he might not be expecting a room full of 150 zombies. He might be expecting a, a dead body to flop that was leaning on the door. Exactly. Like so he knows something's going to happen, but he doesn't know what. So the anticipation is there and the reaction is there. That's interesting. Another possible scenario. I'm sure that uh, <clears throat> professional writers can come up with a lot more. Well, that's why they're professional writers. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, it's kind of cool to see that uh, we're going to get some genuine terror here, or, or at least, you know, shocking shocking elements. Well, I'm sure it's not actual terror. Well, they, uh, they are. Terror is kind of hard to, <laughs> you know. Elicit from somebody when they're filming a TV show, yeah, <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> um, then you'd be labeled a terrorist. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. It reminds me of how um, uh, the actress that's playing Lori. Yep. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forget her name. Oh, where's my cheat sheet? Yeah, um, I did that out, didn't I? Did you throw it away? I don't know. It's not here. But uh, she, she at the Comic-Con panel was going on about how actually afraid of the zombies she was and that, you know, she was afraid when she was at home, not actually shooting and lying in bed in the dark and she'd be thinking about the zombies and just be uh, generally afraid. Sarah Wayne Callies, it came to me. Oh, damn it. There you go. Um, so, you know what? If she's afraid of them when she's not on the set, if they're jumping them out in front of her and, you know, trying to get a real reaction, she's probably going to be pretty... Pretty scared. Her reactions are going to be pretty genuine, I That's think. That's awesome. So it sounds pretty cool. Next news item I have, Bear McCreary did an interview with MTV, and all I really took from this is that he's going to produce kick-ass music for The Walking Dead. <laughs> we, we all know that man likes to use drums. Yes. And I think drums will be an effective instrument for this kind of, of a program. I find drums uh, very terror not terror uh sort of on they really make me feel uneasy when yes. used the right way well yeah of course i mean he did the uh, uh battlestar galactica is that right he sure did the uh the opening music for battlestar galactica is well, very drum heavy it was all drums yeah what kind of you're a drummer what kind of drums were used in battlestar galactica's theme drums just regular old drums i, I don't know it not, wasn't it wasn't like a drum kit why it was probably some kind of uh you know, natural wooden drum with a skin on it of some kind. I don't know the, uh, I'm not that kind of drum. So like it wasn't a bongo, it wasn't a kettle drum, it wasn't something like that? No. Okay. It wasn't a bongo, I know that. And it wasn't a kettle drum, I know that. <laughs> and it wasn't a snare drum, I know that. Yeah, I know it wasn't a snare. Um, but he always uses these sort of deep sounding drums. Like you don't hear uh, small toms and stuff like that as much. At right. least, at least I don't, and I'm not really a drum expert. Well, yeah, there were he, and I can tell you, it wasn't any roto toms, which is that kind of thing, like the and uh -huh. the uh, marching drum bands. They use uh, those kind of roto toms as well. Um, it wasn't a glockenspiel. That's a uh, 
That's a, that's a percussion instrument. It's not really a drum, though. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's those uh, those uh, things you hold up in a parade and you go ding 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 ding. Okay, They're, that's a glockenspiel. You're the second person today that has said that word to me. Really? Which is weird because before today I haven't heard it in years. Maybe that's like tarpaulin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't know that tarps were made from tarpaulin. Then all of a sudden I started hearing that word everywhere. It's like when you buy an unusual car, you start seeing it everywhere on the right. road. Yeah. Um, so Bear McCreer is going to have kick-ass music for The Walking Dead. That is cool. Hopefully it really is. Bloody Disgusting has posted part two of their set visit. You can find that, of course, at bloody-disgusting.com. Um, from that article, Kirkman promises the show will have some Easter eggs for fans of the series who are paying attention, but you won't be seeing him amongst the undead anytime soon. We knew that he wasn't going to do a cameo after he was asked. He says, I have decided that I do not want to be a zombie simply because I don't like myself, <laughs> says Kirkman. <laughs> it's a problem I have. I can't wait to sit down and watch the finished pilot. If I were to walk by on the screen sometime, it would just ruin the whole show for me. Now, I know exactly how he feels. but it's I don't know if he necessarily meant uh, that he doesn't like himself, but he doesn't like to see himself on screen and i absolutely hate it my myself i can't stand watching myself on any kind of video or film footage and it would if i was on i absolutely agree with him if i had seen myself in that i would stop watching it is it because you look like a doofus in real life no i just i have a uh, that's right i said doofus yeah i i have a self-image that gets shattered when i see myself so yes it's because i look like a doofus and I like to prefer, I, I prefer to think of myself as not that doofus looking. <laughs> and once I see myself on screen, my image, self-image is shattered. And I'm like, oh, I really look like that? That's unfortunate. <laughs> so most people have that problem with hearing their own voice recorded. Um, I have no problem with the voice. Well, we've gotten over that because we've been doing this for a while, right? Yeah. I don't have a problem with it either. Um, but it's kind of in my blood to not worry about what your voice sounds like on the radio. Um, but anyways, Kirkman doesn't like what he looks like on film, so we're not going to see him. I agree with him. Um, not that I don't like what he looks like on film. I don't like what I look like on film. That's right. And I can't watch myself. If I was on any kind of screen, I wouldn't watch it. But if you were a zombie, it might be different because you'd be all made up and you'd have your shirt off. and doesn't matter. It would, ruin, it would, it would shatter the reality. Or not the reality. It would shatter the illusion of the show. It would, uh, uh, it's author intrusion as well, like literally and figuratively in this case, uh -huh. where you're taking out, taken out of the story and you realize that it is a, uh, a produced work of fiction and there's somebody behind it making it happen. Okay. Well, just for the record, everybody, if I am ever asked to be a zombie on the show, I will gladly do it. I think we should go to zombie school. I mean, I would be glad to go in and actually do a bit part and, uh, not watch that episode. <laughs> well, you can't do that. That's true. I'm torn now. You know what? If you're in a big crowd and you're at the back, yeah, you won't even know. Wouldn't it be horrible if I failed zombie school? <laughs> Go to zombie school. It's like, no, you're not going to work out. I'm sorry. You just don't walk right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And now I can't go to zombie. I can't even apply for zombie school because I'd be too worried about failing zombie school. Okay, George McFly. And I'd have to write that on my resume. Failed zombie school. Yeah. When you're getting your next job, if you're ever applying for a job, I'm sorry, Mr. Miles, you failed zombie school. Um, related to that last news item, we have found out that the artist for the comic, Charlie Adler, will be a zombie extra on the show. 
Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh, AMC TV did an interview with him as well where he talks about getting the makeup done and, and how it went and how he said he was deathly afraid of having to put zombie eye contacts in because he just can't handle that. He's like me. I don't like anything going in my eyes. I put contacts in. I have no problem with oh, that. Oh, God. I can't even imagine putting contacts really? in. Really? I don't even need glasses, nor have I ever needed any kind of contacts or eye stuff. I had no problems. I put in a friend's contacts. Ew. <laughs> They're washed. I mean, for crying out loud. Okay, but I just I'm it's only your eye. It's not like I sucked on them or anything. Yeah, it's only your eye. I'm sensitive about my eyeballs, and like I have sensitive eyes, sensitive to light and everything. And I think putting a little um, dome over my eyeballs just does not sound appealing. No, I got no problem with that. So if you want to read more about Charlie Adler's interview, head over to blogs.amctv.com slash the hyphen walking hyphen dead. It will be there. Um, Robert Kirkman also did an interview with UGO or UGO.com, UGO, um, and he revealed his wish list of things he wants to see in the show. Now, everything that he lists, we kind of know it's going to happen already. Uh, so he's really just reiterating things that we we already know but i guess he's kind of just saying you know i can't like i love how this looks or i can't wait to see it and i can't wait for all you fans to see it the four things he lists are rick coming to atlanta and his horse getting eaten good stuff yeah that's going to be exciting i've seen multiple reports that the horse eating scene is is just totally awesome um the zombie rubdown scene i had to look that up to find out exactly what that meant when rick and Glenn covered themselves in zombie guts yes. to hide themselves from the zombies because they realize that they don't attack each other. They only attack the living, so they figure it must be based on smell. That's nasty. Yeah, nasty. Um, the Rick versus Shane scenario. Yep. Uh, and, you know, if you don't know what that's all about, we won't get into it, but go read the comic book. And then uh, the group arriving at Herschel's barn. And that's really the only one that we haven't, sort of talked about or thought about as going to happen in the six episodes, but I guess it is. I guess so. I mean, uh, they. I, I think that they're going to get to the point where, uh, you know, Rick versus Shane is going to happen. And if that happens, then they have to get to Herschel's barn, or they have to get to the farm anyway mm -hmm. because of the what happens during that showdown. Uh, it just it leads directly to the farm. And I think they're going to get there, and I think it's going to. Uh, I think maybe the sixth episode is going to end at uh, at Herschel's farm. It could be, or with some sort of uh, cliffhanger revelation at the farm, such as the fact that he's keeping zombies in his barn, right? And his his zombified family members in his barn. That's right. Yeah. Right. So if we think about this in the context of everything, we've got episode number one, which will be Rick waking up in the hospital. Well, it'll start with the, the police shootout, him getting shot, then waking up in the hospital, um, stumbling around, going home, getting to Atlanta with the horse, uh, the horse getting eaten, and him getting trapped in this tank. Right. Episode two will be Glenn somehow rescuing him from the tank um, and taking him to the camp outside Atlanta where he meets up with his wife and son and everybody else that's there. Yep. Episode three, I would think, is probably... Um, uh, just sort of them figuring out what to do at the camp. Uh, they don't go back to Atlanta yet. Episode four and five is more of that. And episode six, they end up at the farm. Right. I think we just determined earlier that episode five potentially is the one where they go back to Atlanta to get supplies. It could be. Probably 
getting as much as they can so that they at that point they've decided to leave and head uh head out head south i think i think four and five is going to significantly depart from the graphic novel because i think episode three will be going back into atlanta and then four and five will kind of be something else except that we have that one zombie that appears according to imdb in the pilot the second episode and the fifth episode yeah so five i would think would be back to atlanta they escape Atlanta, leave the camp, and then probably early in episode six, get to Herschel's farm. Um, and uh, you Episode know, five will probably end with the showdown between Rick and Shane. And then episode six will take place on the farm. That's my suspicion. Maybe. Yeah. It's hard, hard to say. But in the comic, does... Does Rick do Rick and Shane have their confrontation after they get to the farm? No, before. No, you're right. Before I, I could spoil. I'll I'll talk to you about it after the show, but uh, I'll, I'll explain exactly how how they get to the farm. All right. I don't want to spoil it for our fine listeners. It's been a while since I've read uh, that far back. Um, speaking of reading the book, I'm I'm nearly up to date. I picked up ep number twelve of the uh, trade paperback. Oh, you I've, did. I've read through that. That that's up to episode or issue number seventy two. Yep. I currently own 74 and 75, and I need to borrow 73 from you, and then I'll be up to date. Cool. You have 73, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, you do. I think I, I might have it in my folder at the comic book store. Oh, okay. I have to go pick it up. <laughs> well, go get that, man. Yeah. Um, if not, I'll go get it for you. I don't think they'll give it to me, but maybe. Um, just tell them your name is Jason Miles. I'm sure they'll just like, oh, here you go. That's <laughs> true, well, it's actually. It's not like there's going to be like... <laughs> pretty tight security on a comic book store you never know so yeah i'm nearly caught up uh i'm really enjoying the latest sort of events in the comic book and that's of course probably way in the future for the tv show yeah so we'll see um all right what's next um someone cre- has created an annotated walking dead google map now this is pretty cool i thought i guess they've they've studied the comic enough that they've and probably had to estimate a few things about where exactly things happened, but they've created a Google map with all the points on it of you know notable events from the comic. That's awesome. Did you take a look at it? I did not a detailed look. I just took a brief look at it, going, "Oh, look, an annotated map." But it has where people died, where uh, where they stayed for a while, where the prison was, where. Um, that gated community was that they got to before the prison, all those things. And ultimately now when the group has moved on to Washington or, or, uh, you know, DC, they, uh, where they are now. So all that thing is, all that stuff is on there. And it was just kind of neat to see, you don't really see the path of it, but you see where everything is and you see the sort of where they went as they were traveling back North and, uh, how, uh, Rick and, um, the other dude, uh, what's his name? Abraham went back to the police station and stuff like that. And they re- they met Dwayne again and so on. So it was, it was, it was pretty neat. It, I think it probably took a long time for, uh, whoever, whoever did this to just figure it all out. Yeah. It uh, would take a very long time. Pretty cool. So go check that out. There'll be a link in the, uh, in the show notes for the show. Last week we talked about FX UK releasing a special 90 second trailer it was supposed to come out at 2 p.m., um, I guess, UK time, uh, the last Monday when we recorded. As of last night when I checked, still not released. So you, you sat on that site and clicked refresh like, what, 60, 70 times? Uh, last Monday, I, I checked it a number of times, even during 
the the recording. But the next day, the next morning, I checked it, and then I checked it once a day, roughly for the rest of the week. And I didn't check it today, but I'm not optimistic that it's there. Well, that's too bad. Lame. I'm a little disappointed, actually. To... Probably technical issues or political issues or copyright issues or something like that. I think, well, it can't be a technical issue after a week. I mean, if they, if they were going to, they said they were making last minute changes to it. And so if they were re-editing, fine, that could maybe take a day. If they were having problems encoding the stupid thing for delivery online, I mean, you'd think that would get sorted out in a day or less. Who knows? Well, maybe the guy that uh, that was editing it had the only copy and it was on a USB stick and he, uh, you know, got trapped in a well or something. <laughs> Who knows? Throw, but, throw up the USB stick. Yeah, I can't. Right. My arm is pinned. <laughs> we'll get you out later. We need to post this trailer online. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just think it's kind of lame that it's not there. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll Maybe it'll be up soon. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Probably not, though. Oh, look at that. Now, <laughs> now the Walking Dead site on FX UK is down. Ooh, so, geez. geez, maybe the show's not even going to be on in the UK anymore. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. We'll keep checking for you, and if it ever comes up, we'll watch it and talk about it. Okay. Um, finally, <clears throat> AMC, I think a couple of weeks ago, posted a Walking Dead quiz. I just did it the other day. And do you want do you want to know what my score was? I know what your score was. Uh, do you? Did yeah. I tell you? It says right on the notes, seven out of ten, my friend. Oh yeah, I should probably. Uh... And it detailed which one you got wrong, but I didn't read that. Oh, you didn't. No. All right, so it's a fairly easy um, quiz. Like you said, I got seven out of ten. The well, do you want to do it? Let's, I, let's, I do want to do let's it. Let's have you do it. I right haven't, here I haven't the done the quiz yet, so I'm going to do it uh, live on the air here. Okay, question number one. Question number one. What is Rick Grimes' profession? Doctor, firefighter, lawyer, or police officer? I think with his hat, he's a police officer. Yeah, that's the hat that gives it away. Yes. Question number two. Not a lawyer hat, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Question number two. Uh, Rick Grimes is a police officer. Okay, no, sorry. That's the answer. Next question. All right. When the group heads, uh, sorry, when the group heads out from Atlanta, Atlanta, what is the name of the sub suburb they find? Uh, Avalon Gardens, uh, Lion Estates, uh, was that Silted Streets? I can't Creek. I can't read that word. Uh, and or Whitshire Estates. I'm going to go with Lion Estates. Am I correct? Eh. Incorrect. It's uh, Wiltshire Estates. Wiltshire Estates. Yes, it is. Okay. So when the group arrives at Herschel's farm, how many of the farmer's children are alive? This is one of the questions that I missed. Uh, How many of Herschel's children are alive? I'm going to go with four. That's not an option. (laughs) What are the options? Five, six, and seven. I'm going to go with five. Incorrect. The answer is six. I'm not doing so well at this. It's okay. I chose five. I missed that one too. What is Michonne's preferred method for killing zombies? Well, this one you should know. That would be a samurai sword. Shovel. Correct. That's a good one. Shovel would be good. Well, it would be good, but it takes a lot of swinging to kill someone with a shovel. All right. What is Philip, the leader of Woodbury, more commonly known as? I would have to... The Terminator. Yeah, that's right. Mr. President, the mayor, or the governor. I'm going to have to go with the governor. And that would be correct. It would be correct. All right, so I didn't know his name was Philip. 
Oh, really? No, yeah. that was his name. They asked me, well, I assume so, but if they had asked me the governor's real name, I would have had to go with something. I would have had to guess. Greg. All right. Abraham Ford's military rank. This is one I missed as well. Do, 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 do. He seems like a down and dirty kind of guy. I'm going to go with Sergeant. I believe I chose Sergeant as well. And I'm correct. Oh, then I chose Colonel. Was Colonel an option? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I figured uh, Sergeant because he, I, he struck me as a, a you know, a, a not, not a commissioned officer. And sergeants are not? No, they're not. They're a private corporal sergeant. Okay. They're in command of a bunch of guys, but they're boots on the ground. They're down and dirty fighting kind of guys. Whereas right. the captains, majors, generals, those kind of guys are like, yeah, you guys go over there and fight. All right. Well, I don't know enough about military ranks, but uh, I didn't get that one. I, w- I would have actually pegged him as a non-commissioned officer, which is your warrant officer, your chief warrant officer, your master warrant. But I would have, uh, but they didn't have that option. So I had to go with sergeant. Okay. All right. According to Eugene, what's, uh, started the plague that turned everyone into zombies. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I knew this. Are I you? I don't know if I've gotten this far. Yeah, you have. Food Eugene, poisoning. Eugene is one of the guys traveling with Abraham that they meet up yeah, with. Yeah, but I don't know if they've actually gotten the information out of him yet. Like, um, it doesn't come out right away, does it? Well, it's pretty early on because he's supposed to be this really smart dude, and he's the reason they're going to Washington because he thinks the government there has has a cure, has, has an answer for this. All right, so the options are food poisoning— Full moon, that's right. The full moon caused a zombie outbreak. <laughs> that doesn't happen every month. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it just happens once in a while, and when it does, it's not, uh, Look it's not werewolves. It's zombies. Okay. Uh, plague or weaponized disease. I'm going to have to go with weaponized disease. Well, if you chose that one, you'd be correct. Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> I am correct. All right. Next question. All right. While heading to Washington, D.C., which character does the group re-encounter? I'm going to have to go with uh, Morgan. Yes. That one I know. That, of course, is who I meant when I said Dwayne earlier. <laughs> well, they encountered Dwayne. That's true, too. Dwayne-ish. Yeah, Dwayne-ish. <laughs> All right. Uh, who takes Dale prisoner after he runs away? I, I don't know this one. This one hasn't happened in my... Uh... You haven't read that far yet? I haven't read that far yet. Okay, well, this question and the next question, you're not going to know that. Okay, so the uh, who t- takes Dale take Prisoner? Take a shot. It'll, uh, it... The answers, uh, the possibilities are cannibals, uh-huh. Rick, uh, the U.S. Army, or zombies. Zombies do not take prisoners. No. I don't know if <laughs> that'd be kind of a departure from the zombie, you know. Z- zombies don't take prisoners. The U.S. Army takes prisoners. So they I'm do. Go with that. Oh, Incorrect. <laughs> cannibals take them prisoner. Oh, right. That's that group of cannibals. Yeah, they, they watch them for a while, and then they take them. And have, have you read that part? I have read that part. All right. Well, spoilers, everybody who's listening. They eat his other leg, yes, and then he has no legs, but he's also already been bitten by a zombie, so they ate tainted meat. So he sort of lies there laughing and says, burn on you guys. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What is the name of the community the group finds after reaching D.C.? This one I don't know, but actually I do know. I, I missed this question. Eden, the Alexandria Safe Zone, the Green Zone, or Woodbury? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with the Alexandria Safe Zone. I think that's correct. Because Woodbury <clears throat> is not it. Nope. The Green Zone is in Iraq. That's a movie. And Eden is a mythical garden of paradise. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think in the zombie outbreak there's going to be any place called Eden. 
The answer is correct. There you New go. results. And how did I do? Correct answer, incorrect answers. My score is 7 out of 10. Well, how about that? We got the same score, a uh, couple of questions different. That's exciting true. stuff, everybody. An exciting, riveting, riveting radio. So AMC's Walking Dead blog uh, is hosting the quiz. You can find it at blogs.amctv.com slash the walking dead with hyphens. And now you know all the answers, so good luck. Have fun with that. (laughs) Um, All right, let's move on. That's all the news for this week that we've got. So let's move on to some listener feedback. What do you think about that? I love that. Excellent. Uh, Let me pull up. We've got a couple of emails to go through. The first one is from Tony in the UK. Tony says, hi, guys. I am a listener to your podcast from the beginning and avid reader of the comic. My reason for dropping you a line is this. I am wondering what your opinion of Kirkman's statement that he regrets several events he wrote into the comic book. Most importantly, the severing of Rick's hand. Where uh, and what differences are you expecting, hoping, and dreading in the show? Um, One thing that seems to be a touchy point in TV is child-on-child violence, and I'm worried that Carl... Killing Dale's son is one of those things that, while vital to the story of Carl and Rick's relationship, may be dropped in the TV show. Geekily awaiting the October airing in the UK on FX UK and hoping the podcast grows and grows. Thank you, Tony, for writing in. So two questions Tony has. Um, uh, Kirkman, so what do we think about Kirkman kind of regretting some decisions he made, like cutting Rick's hand off? Well, I think everybody regrets some decisions that they've made and you know cutting his hand off was you know that's a big deal that was a uh, that that took balls i think as a writer did i don't know if that'll make it into the tv show that means that every shot of rick has to be uh has to go through special effects yeah has to go through digital effects they got to remove that hand and that's not easy to do and uh, be kind of pricey for a tv show to do that on a constant basis so you'd get a lot of shots that were uh uh, you know, just his bust. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Sort of, you know, waist up with his hands down. That's right. Maybe. Um, like they did with, um, uh, what was his name? Played Scotty on Star Trek. I don't know. Not a Scott, not a Star Trek fan. Oh, well, the guy who played Scotty on a star on Star Trek had, uh, an injury to one of his hands, uh, that he got during the war and every shot of him that is full body, his hand is behind his back. Really? Yeah. There's only like one shot in the entire original series where you can see his injury. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think regarding Rick's hand, I think you're right. They probably won't go for they. They probably just won't go for it because, like you said, they'd have to worry about that in every shot, and it, it requires effects work probably. But also, it it kind of just limits the character a little bit too much for TV. I think. You know, it works okay in a graphic novel, in a comic book, but on TV, in that scenario, to have a character with, you know, only one hand, it might, I, I, you know, I don't want to say it might become unbelievable, but it might become a little unbelievable that he can still survive with one hand. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that, you know, people who have disabilities like that couldn't, you know, get by and so on. I'm sure they could, but to lose your hand in the middle of the, the outbreak... The zombie apocalypse, it might be too much for most people to overcome. I think he's gonna, they're going to give him a hand injury, like have something happen where, like originally when he injures his hand before it gets cut off, it, it kind of becomes unusable for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think that may happen, but eventually it will heal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Permanent injuries are very difficult to maintain over the life of a, a television series. Yeah, it, it, it'll heal, or maybe his hand might never, never quite be the same. You know, I mean, maybe he he won't be able to hold a gun right or something, some sort of um, uh, restriction right. on what he can do. Almost that that could add something interesting to it, but I don't know if losing the hand altogether yeah. is uh, is going to be a good idea. So. I think that uh, if he does injure his hand and he can't use a weapon properly, that they'll custom modify a weapon for him to use, then everything will be fine. Exactly. And that way they can move on with plot instead of, in, you know, worry about focusing it. on this one thing. But getting back to Kirkman sort of regretting decisions he's made, you know, I, I think, like you said, everyone regrets decisions they've made, especially people in creative capacities. I mean, when you go back and look at work you did, you know, 10 years ago, just as an example, you know, everyone changes and everyone's outlook on thing change, outlook on their own work and stuff like that changes. So... You know, you always think of ways you could have done it differently or or better or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that applies to writers, whatever. I've, I've heard, you know, as far as writing goes, now I've never been any kind of fiction writer in any way, shape, or form, but I've heard from and read in uh, various articles and magazines and various such things where uh, uh, a fictional work is never complete. It's just abandoned. Like you, at some point you have to just go, okay, and leave and let it go. It's out there now. I can't do everything that I wanted to do because if I keep doing that, it's never going to get released. Well, you know what I'm going to say? Somebody what? tell George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> take, the, it, take it back, George. Leave those movies alone. <laughs> um, slight side note. It was announced the other day that Star Wars, uh, Star Wars 6 movies are going to be released on Blu-ray next fall. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, which is exciting. I mean, you know, they're... Uh, their movies, at least the first three that I love, um, but uh, yeah, you know what? He if just anybody, keeps tinkering. If anybody on the planet has enough money to take something back, he's got enough money to take those movies back. George, take them back. Yeah, take them back. Take just... them back. He's got the he's got the copyright clout to do that. He's got such a tight rein and all of the Star Wars copyright that he could easily just go, yeah, you know what? Nobody's going to see those anymore. He does have that kind of ability. Yet we still get multitudes of ridiculous Star Wars toys and and stuff. That's his choice, though. I know it's his choice, but what is he thinking? He's just bastardizing the whole franchise of Star Wars. Yeah, George, take it back. Take it just back. Just take it George. all back, George. <laughs> <laughs> just rewind the clock twenty years. Just take it back. And don't touch anything. All right. Undo, George. Undo. Undo. Yeah, there's going to be a new deleted scene in in. Uh, um, Empire, yeah, I, th- I think Empire. That is super cool, though, I must admit. Okay. But that's a topic for another podcast. And Solo loses his hand? No, wait, that's Luke that loses his hand. Yeah. Parallel? Huh? Huh? No, it's the scene where Luke finishes building his green lightsaber, and he stows it in R2-D2 so that R2 can shoot it out when they're on the sand barge. Nice. You see that scene, which we've never seen before, oh, which be I cool. think is a good scene to have, to be honest with you, because yeah. I always sort of thought, well, what's R2 doing with that? I guess they planned it, but... Why, why didn't we know that, you know? Right. Okay, anyways, thank you, Tony, for writing in. Um, oh, child-on-child violence. This is something we've we've talked about a little bit before, or maybe we talked about just children at all in this kind of story. Well, it's been yeah, story. It's, it was, uh, children in general that, uh, that I was concerned about from the beginning when they first announced they were going to make this television show. Uh, like, there is a lot of uh, child-related violence in this very, very uh, serious stuff that the kids go through in this uh, graphic novel. And I was worried about how you would get 
that to the screen. Yeah. And it's still a concern. Um, you know, especially that child on child violence. That's, yeah. That's going to be, I, I don't, and I agree. I don't think that that's going to make it into the, uh, into the show. I don't think so either. And what is there, they're probably going to tone down a little bit. I mean, they're going to have the kids, especially Carl, probably involved in zombie killing. Oh well, yeah. Um, but I don't think, I'll be surprised if we see Carl shoot Shane through the neck. I'll be surprised if we see Carl kill Dale's son later on in the. Uh, I in think the we will see that because that was on uh, on the wish list. Well, the wish list from Kirkman was more just the I think the scenario of Rick and Shane dealing with the fact that you know Shane and his wife had some sort of relationship when they thought he was dead or in a coma. Um, I don't know if we're going to see. Carl there's, kill Shane. There's a quote here, and it says, uh, for Rick versus Shane, what uh, Kirkman wants, the confrontation between Rick and Shane, I'm really excited to see that the transfer over the sp- to the small screen because I want to see how Andrew Lincoln and John Bemthal uh, handle, <clears throat> handle that theme. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of meaty stuff for the actors to go through there. It's a cool emotional scene. I'd love to see Carl shoot that son of a bitch. All right. He actually said that? <laughs> That's in the quote. All right. Well, okay. So maybe we will see it. I don't know. I mean, I maybe child on adult violence is okay. Child on child violence is not. I'm not sure. Adult on child violence is not good either. Well, that's not good either. If you, if we do see violence, it's going to be child on adult adult or child on zombie violence. You're right. I think that's safe to assume. Yeah. And uh, you can get you can get away with that kind of violence in uh graphic, you know, illustrated form. Uh, look at um, Kill Bill, that whole scene where uh, the one of the characters' origin story, where she was, uh, you know, a child prostitute, and she ended up. Uh, what was her name in that movie? Do you remember? Um, where she ended up killing the guy that uh, that killed her parents. She was a prostitute. They that whole scene was illustrated. And they could never have gotten away with live action for that scene because they would have had to have a, you know, a 12, 13-year-old girl in a rape scene, in a sex scene, and killing a man. Well, I mean, in Kick-Ass, there's an, there's an awful lot of 12 or 13-year-old girl uh, delivering some questionable language and killing a lot of dudes. Yeah, well, that was, that was awesome. I thought it was awesome, too. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I watched, oh, my God, I watched it on the plane back. Uh, but it was a brutally edited version of that movie. Okay. No swearing. No swearing. Like almost, well, they could say ass, but that's it because that's in the title. Um, <laughs> most of the violence was neutered. It was just terrible. It is terrible. It's just terrible. I watched the whole thing, but that's just because I love the movie, but I hated it. Okay. Um, James writes in and says, you know, fellas, Toronto has a rich film slash television community. If you're going to get into specific discussions about camera angles or editing, framing, sound, etc., you could have someone around who is more knowledgeable about those things. Not that I don't enjoy listening to, um, and he quotes us, um, Law and Order has some shaky type camera stuff. I don't watch Law and Order. The Batman show used crooked camera angles. I don't remember that. I just remember pow. And then he writes, LOL, actually, maybe the show is more entertaining when you guys are a little confused and lost, not unlike The Walking Dead. Keep it up. Um, Thank you, James, for writing in. And you know what? You are absolutely right. There were crooked stuff in uh, Batman. 
<laughs> That's not what I mean. Uh, we really didn't know what we were talking about last week when we said those things. But frankly, I'm sure there are moments like that in every every episode, and I'm not so sure they're going to go away. No, never. You know what? <laughs> I can guarantee there's going to be more stuff like that. <laughs> That's right. A couple of dumb guys sitting around talking about TV. That's exactly what it is. We're talking, yeah, just a couple of guys talking about TV. You know what? It's the layman's opinion. That's what we bring. That's right. And uh, hopefully that's what people want to hear, <laughs> but maybe not. Anyways, James, thanks for writing in and calling us out. That is awfully nice of you. Um, I, we appreciate the fact that you're listening. <laughs> um, Jason, do we have any new reviews in five-star reviews in the iTunes store we do. this week? We have one more, uh, one five-star review uh, recently added on the 14th of August by uh, Mop414. Uh, well-spoken, stays on topic, keeps you entertained. <laughs> Again, well-spoken, stays on topic. I guess we do for the most part. Except for that George Lucas rant we just went on there. Yeah, well, we'll try not to do that again. <laughs> what was that, uh, what was the name of that person? Take it back, George. No, 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 the <laughs> oh. commenter. Uh, well, it was Mop414. Mop? M-O-P-414, all one word. Thank you, Mop414, for commenting, for... And uh, take it back, George. If you would like to contact us, that would be fantastic. You can do so at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. And Jason, why don't you tell them what the phone number is? She's uh, 212. No, that's not right. That's New York. <laughs> why do you do this to me? Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> the area code wait, is... Wait, 206 309 <laughs> Uh, don't dial that. You might it's get 1586 a, you, or something. Like you that. might get a pizza restaurant, <laughs> but if you dial 202, oh man, if you dial 206 202 1568, you will get the Talking Dead voicemail line. Sadly, we got no calls this week, but uh, if you want to call in, we'll play it on the show. I was using the same number system you were when I was saying my, my the, the the phone number. Great, <laughs> you just got the digits all wrong. Yeah, that's true, but it's the same number system at least. All right. Uh, you can also visit TalkingDeadPodcast.com to post comments there. That would be great, too. And finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fearhurst. You can follow Jason at Twitter.com slash Jason Miles. Also this week, I think it's time that we announce our new Facebook page. Hooray! Um, we've had one for a little while. Then I couldn't figure out how to work it correctly because I guess I'm old and I don't understand the internets anymore. Facebook. It's Facebook. I don't understand Facebook. However, it is a useful tool for, you know, keeping in touch with our listeners. For so, Facebooking. For Facebooking. Um, so I deleted the first one and then relaunched it later that day, and it is now there. We will post a link on the website. Currently don't have one, but if you search for the Talking Dead or just Talking Dead on Facebook, it should be the first thing that comes up. We'd really appreciate it if you liked us there. That would be fantastic. There's not a lot of likes yet, but the more we get the uh, better we'll feel. I don't know. <laughs> the more we'll be liked. <laughs> That's right. Um, there were a couple of comments on the old one, even though uh, we had never talked about it. So I apologize to those people who did post comments there. When I deleted the page, those were lost, of course. If you want to repost your thoughts on the new one, uh, that would be fantastic. We'd really appreciate that. So there you go. Groovy. That is another episode of The Talking Dead, everybody. Number 18. Uh, please join us next week when we do number 19. Ooh. Look at me counting. There's that number system again. That's right. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Until then, have yourself a good time. Bye. (laughs) 